Welcome to the Row by Row, the garden show, the best dead gum garden show on the radio and the internet as well. Glad to have you this evening. And we've got Mama Hoss in the house. Hello. And we're going to do something a little different this evening. We're going to talk about some, maybe some little bit of history. How about that? Sounds good. So we're going to talk about some history of Hoss tools. And we're going to throw in some history of our signature product, which would be the wheel hoe. And we're going to throw in a little history of gardening. So if you're a history buff, or we're also going to talk about not only history, but where we've been and maybe where we're going within the gardening industry. How about okay. that? Sounds good. All right. So let's talk about garden update. Man, it's that time of the year. It's that it? time of the year. Um, canned some stewed tomatoes yesterday. Uh, Carrie should be putting this recipe on the website sometime this week. So stay tuned for that. And it's that time where we have everything coming in right now with the exception of corn. Our corn's a little late because Papa Hoss here was a little late getting it planted. And we had some weather situations that kind of held us up. So corn's probably about a week, 10 mm -hmm. days off. Watermelons are probably a 10 to 14 days off. Got some of the prettiest watermelons had in years. And I'm going to be doing a couple of videos on that in the near future. What kind of watermelons? Baby dolls. Baby dolls. So you got to keep an eye out for those watermelon videos we got coming out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, besides watermelons and corn, everything else is coming in. Okra's coming in. Uh, speaking of okra, look here. Fried green. Fried okra. Fried okra. And then fried green tomatoes. And those are purple boy. These are purple boy, but they're green purple boys. Right. My new favorite. Your new favorite. Mm -hmm. You know, those are a little different. They don't get quite as big as some of the slicers we've grown in the past, but they've been an indeterminate. They make a little smaller tomato. They make a lot of, but the... The flavor. The is flavor just... is, I guess the best way to pronounce it is it's kind of explosive. Yeah. Would you say that? Mm -hmm. It just has this different flavor to it. You know, we've talked about this before, but we've not grown a lot of indeterminates in our time. Yeah. We've grown yellow pears and some romas and things like that. But as far as slicer tomatoes, this year's the year of the indeterminate slicer tomatoes. And we're growing a lot of them. We're testing a lot of them. And so far, they have been winners. And peppers. And peppers. Peppers is coming in. We had what? We had stuffed peppers the other night. Stuffed Good. peppers. Gracious. Awesome. Uh, right on red. Orange you orange. We had some of those stuff. We had poblanos. We had bananas, which mm -hmm. all if you don't if you don't do this, you take your sausage and your cream cheese and your onions and all that, and you put it up and you stuff those peppers. You can grill them, or either you can do it in the oven. All the chain. a little bit of bacon, a little bit of bacon. You got to have bacon and everything. So that's what we got going on. And speaking of canning, where's the situation? Everybody's worried about canning supplies. What okay. is the situation? So about? a couple weeks ago, I talked about I didn't have any trouble finding canning lids. This week, I could not find any anywhere in our town. I was able to order some on Amazon, and I did have some left over from last year. So, I'm experiencing a shortage on finding the lids. I reuse my rings and my jars, but I'm having a little issue finding the lids. But thanks to Amazon, you did find some. Well, they said they would be here Friday. Okay. I ordered extra just in case. So people may want to stock up on if you can get your hands on some. I would say if you can find some, I would order them. I would get them. Yep. What about those reusable ones? Have you ever used those before? Never used those. You know, that in this day and time, that might not be a bad strategy. We don't have any experience with them. But if you do, comment below and let us know what your thoughts mm -hmm. are on the reusable 
Canyon lids. That'd be interesting. How's the okra? Okra's good. Okra's good. A little different recipe you threw on me here, isn't it? No. Or is it the same it's recipe? The same. What do you do with those fried green tomatoes? Explain to people what do you how do you batter those? And did you get the recipe from I actually got the recipe from Brenda Gant. Um, somebody I follow on Facebook. If you don't know who Brenda Gant is, you gotta check her out. Her Facebook is her platform. All right, Andalusa. Alabama. Alabama. She Alabama. is killing it. So she puts a little bit of buttermilk on the tomatoes after you slice them, just so the coating is stick. I put a little bit of cornmeal and then a little bit of white lily, just plain flour, um, and then fry them up. Fry them up, and they're good. Now these are- And the buttermilk helps the- uh, Stick. Cornmeal and the flour stick. Now my mother used to dice them up and do them, but you actually slice them. Yeah, well now, other than I diced them up. I do them both ways. I do them in chunks or slice them. Yeah. These are so small, I decided just to slice them. Good. One of my favorite things, I love to eat them right when they come out of the frying pan, but one of my favorite things, I can actually make myself sick off of them. They are delicious. All right, so one thing that we've been experimenting around here since COVID, and I, I think I may have spoke on this one time, was uh, worm composting. We love to fish, mm -hmm. and during the COVID thing, we realized that uh, one of the things that we were not prepared for was the bait store being closed, and us not able to get fish bait and go fishing. So, My grandmother... Mama, yep. as we call her, had two worm beds, and she offered to give us one because she wasn't able to take care of both of them. So about six months ago, she gave us one, and I've been able to keep it alive. And it's been so nice to go out there every time you get ready to go fishing and just be able to get the worms. So we decided we better have us a backup system. So we got us another container, and we put another worm bed in over the weekend. Now, as far as where I'm getting with this is called composting. We have a lot of people talk about composting on our Robo Rose show, and we talk about it a lot too. Composting can be complex to do. I think there's a world of opportunity out there to do your composting with worms. I've done some reading on this right here, and it has a lot of potential. So we also would like to know your experience if you're doing that. Instead of using the old system where we use a third nitrogen, two-thirds carbon, and the compost reacts and goes through the heat and everything. Instead of doing that, actually let the worms do the compost yourself. So you can take all your scraps and put it into your worm bed, and the worms do all the work for you. And you don't have to get in to all the scientific stuff about temperature, about moisture, about aeration, about oxygen uh, intake of the compost to make sure everything exchanges right. Just as long as you follow a few basic rules, you can let those worms do all the work for you, and you got those rich worm castings to put back into your garden. So that's something we're probably going to look at. Uh, either got a lady I'm going to visit next week that uh, close by that has a worm farm, and we're mm -hmm. going to do some exploring on that idea. I would like to bring you more up-to-date information on that, about how that process works through. And if any of y'all have any experience with that there, also comment below because we'd love to hear that. But... Worm composting, as far as your home garden, I think it's got a lot of potential. And plus, the side benefits, you always get your fish bait. Always have your fish bait. And uh, the product of this week, our product of the week is something to do with a date that's coming up very shortly. Yep. And it's called Father's Day. June so, 20th. June 20th, Father's Day is coming up. And we, the girls put together a little package here. I want to show it to you. <clears throat> Some of this stuff is exclusive, so you can't get it. On our site, the only way you can get it is by it in this package here. So, for a Father's Day present, you would get the straw hat, the Hall straw hat, which is uh, it's priceless. Mm -hmm. It's priceless. You would also get an open needle 
pocket knife. These pocket knives right here are made in France. This is not no Taiwan junk. Nice wood handle pocket knife. You also get a puck, which is used for sharpening your axes, machetes, things like that. And it's a Lansky puck. You also get a good little hoss bag, and you get a bandana inside of there. And a hoss bandana. There's a surprise in there, too. There's a surprise in here. Mm -hmm. Well, let me open it. To surprise. go along with oh, the yeah, I forgot about that. pepper bandana. So with your pepper bandana, you get a pack of Serrano pepper seeds. With, and I'm going to just show you that a little bit right there. See that nice, well, heck, I might as well pull Take it, it out. out. Pull it out there. Nice pepper bandana to plant your Serrano pepper. How about that? And last but not least, let me show you something right here. Even if you don't buy this gift, which I think is a perfect gift, if you can find this book right here, this is probably the one of the best things I've ever seen for the homestead is a planning and log log book and it's got for it's for really important for record keeping which i have come to find out is important because every time i look back on something that i understand how i should have kept back better records the front part of it talks about homesteading the back part of it is record keeping there this is an absolutely wonderful book here i mean how many times have you thought about well what did i plant last year and when did i plant it last year you know i had a successful crop last year but when did i plant it or when did I do this? When did that? Keeping records is important. You can go back and check that. So there you have it. The Homestead Planner and Logbook comes along with your Father's Day gift of your pepper bandana, Serrano pepper, landscape pup, your open nail, pocket knife, and of course your, let me have that, please, ma'am. <laughs> your wonderful hoss hat there. And I believe it says for what, $89.99? $89.99. For you. We also have a, some other we perfect do. gifts. Yeah, we have a, we have an email going out that mm -hmm. explains to us. So we have the uh, the house clippers that we just got in it makes a perfect gift. We got hats. We always men fathers love hats. We got hats. What else? Shirts. Shirts. So we got all kind of merchandise to meet any price point that you may want to buy a Father's Day gift. How about that? Sounds good. Good stuff, ain't it? So let's talk about corny joke of the week. Sheila. I know. <clears throat> So I, I did not share this with you ahead of time because, you know, this is kind of the deal. We never share corny jokes a week. Now, folks, feel free to use these corny jokes any way you see fit. You can use them at your local church function. You can use them, <laughs> you know, at your bingo club. Anytime that you want to borrow, you, you steal our corny joke of the week, you're more welcome to do that. So here it is. What is the fastest vegetable that we carry in our line of vegetables? I don't know. Half runner bean. Half runner beans. Is that what we have planted? That's what we have planted. Oh, so we have some half runner beans. Do. How about that? Half, half runner runner beans. Get that? Half runner beans. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that's good. Corny joke week. <laughs> now let's move into the main segment right here. You want to do that? Did you make that one up? I kind of, I, I kind of did. It sounds so like a great I kind of did a little bit. What you got over there? Let's talk about garden updates. Okay, so sunflowers of the week is these chocolate cherry sunflowers. Are those not gorgeous? Yep. So you have some of the bigger ones and smaller ones off the same plant, I'm assuming. Look at this one. Yep. It's like half opened up. Yep. Now those will open up in the next day. Yeah. Too. So a lot of times I pick these and I pick those that are not open too because they'll open on up in the water. So you get to enjoy the open and the ones that are opening up. 
Yep. I just love that color. Yep. And it's that time of year, folks. If you don't have sunflowers, we got sunflowers blooming everywhere. You've got black old sunflowers blooming. Just planted some more sunflowers. So it's that time of year to be keeping sunflowers planted every two weeks. Keep you sunflower beauties all summer long. They'll last you heck all the way to November. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's something that we plant all the time. We got a patch. I just transplanted some. Now, the next patch I'll do is I'll direct seed a patch because it just happens to work in my schedule. We can direct seed or transplant. Transplant. They work well either way. Sunflowers. So stay on top of that one, Aaron. Let's talk about our main segment. We're just going to talk about history just a little okay. bit. Let's give an idea of everybody where we started and where we come from. Hoss tools, if you didn't know this, some of y'all people may be new out there, and I'll give you a little history of the Hoss tools. We started in 2009, and our signature product to start with was the wheel hoe. Let me tell you a story about that. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm a nurse. I retired in 2017. So back in 2010, 2000, I- 2010, you retired? No, 2010, I changed jobs. Oh, that's right, that's right, excuse me. I came home one day and Greg says, I got an idea. I want to start producing these wheel hose. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So he said, if we sell one to every county in the USA, we can make X amount of money. And I said, you have got to be crazy. Who is going to want to get out in the garden and push a wheel hoe? But I was wrong. So what happened was, like in uh when I was 15, 16 years old, I got in the garden real big. And I'm going to be honest, my dad was not a big gardener. My granddad loved to garden, but my dad was not a big gardener. But I enjoyed gardening back when I was 15, 16 years old. And my mother bought me a high arc wheel hoe, one of those that you see at the hardware store. It's got the big wheel on there. Mm -hmm. And I had used that for a period of years. But I never did like the attachments, the way the attachments fit on there. I always felt that it was kind of clinkish. So uh, I started doing a little research a few years ago, and um, I found one on eBay that I liked. I remember. And I bought that one off eBay, and I really liked the way it worked and the way the implements set up on it. So therefore, I started telling my friends about it, and uh, what happened was we couldn't find them on eBay. They was just every now and then there would be one on there. So it was really hard to come by. Excuse me. So at some point, I said, well, why don't we make these wheel hoes? You know, why don't we make them, make them available to people? Because at the time, most of the stuff was being made in China. I said, why don't we make a good USA product where people can garden and use these products right here in their garden? So that's kind of where we started. Me and a buddy of mine named Sam Brown started the company back in, you said 2010, but it's actually 2009. Okay. 2009. We started the company, and Sam moved on after a couple of years there. He's in the construction business, and that ended up being his thing. And He's doing well in that, but he moved on. I ended up buying his part out. I don't forget, it was a couple of three years after that. And then we expanded into that. But to give everybody an idea of my thoughts of the wheel hoe, and let's talk about a little wheel hoe history here. The wheel hoe that I ended up buying off eBay was a Planet Junior wheel hoe. Now Planet Junior was a agricultural manufacturer that were huge, and I believe they were based in, in Pennsylvania. But, uh, they started somewhere around the 1895, somewhere there. If there's any history, Planet Junior history buffs out there, you can correct me. Somewhere around the eight, late 1800s. And they made products all the way up to 1967. And I got a couple of old catalogs here because I have been 
fascinated with the company, and I... Uh, as well as a barn full of collectibles. Oh, well as a barn yeah. full. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff I bought off eBay. <laughs> this right here shows a wheel hoe picture, and I'm going to let the guys zoom in on it. It says, Close Cultivation of Beets in New Jersey, right there. And actually, what they did back then, all the little small farms, this picture right here, all these little small farms back up in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York State, especially the garden, all of them, they used these wheel hose and they would have 15 to 20 of them on the farm where they would go through there and, and the hired hands would get out there and, and work these wheel hose, used exclusively and extensively back in the early 1900s for cultivation. And the reason is they work well. So here's one of the catalogs right here. It has a multitude of their implements in there. Now, probably there, they actually made the old Howard, like I eventually started with. Their signature products were probably the single double wheel hoe, although they made a a bunch of other stuff that were that were good over a period of time. But to give you an idea, back in, I got a price list here. Back in 1922, wow. the double wheel hoe sold for $16. And the single wheel hose sold for seven dollars and sixty. And where would you have to go to buy that? You know, I think from what I can find out, most of the hardware stores or, or hardware stores back then sold farm implements and stuff. Not no internet, no mail. Oh no internet. Little before, little before internet. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but all your hardware stores sold this kind of stuff, and they had dealers throughout the company, and uh, and that's where you would have picked up. They even our local hardware store here in South Georgia sold the Planet Junior line at one time. So, seven dollars and sixty nineteen twenty two seven dollars and sixty cent for a single wheel hoe. Seven dollars or seven dollars and sixty cent, and then for the double would been a sixteen dollars. Okay. If my eyesight's it's a little small print there is serving me correct on that. Now up to nineteen sixty seven, the company may have changed hands a couple times. The original owner had died. They quit production in 1967. So in 1967, that whole line just kind of went psh, gone. Well, there were a couple more companies that, or individuals or small companies that picked the wheel hoe up after that. One of them picked it up in the 70s out of California, didn't do well with it, and it kind of fizzled out. And then in the, I think it was in the 80s, maybe 90s. I know it was in the 90s, because this right here is in 95. A guy by the name of Bob Denim, and I've actually spoke to Bob. Bob owns a company now called Red Pig Tools, if it's still out there. Bob's getting on up in age, so you can Google Red Pig Tools. And he owned the uh, the wheel hoe and manufactured it during the 90s. And uh, for some reason or another, Bob decided to discontinue. Another guy out of Vermont actually uh, made them. Must have been, it was. I think it was in the early 2000s. I talked to him on the phone pretty good while one day and he we talked about everything and then nobody made the wheel hoe pretty much up until about we started so there was a long lag in of time 2009 in 2009 so there was a long lag there that it wasn't available unless you bought one of the used ones now there was a lot of planet you had worlds on there's a lot of used ones out there but this implement was used and, and used so well and had such a good reputation because it does such a wonderful job that it was used during that period of time. But what happened was, is with gardening, we had trends, people come in and out of gardening, different generations. Now, if you remember back, and some of y'all out there, old timers will remember this, some of you that's not so old, this will be good information for you. Back in the 70s, if anybody vegetable garden, it was pretty much just the older people, the retired people that vegetable garden. You didn't have any younger people vegetable gardening much. It was mostly the people that were either older that lived through hard times. Our grandparents. Grandparents. Or it was either people that was retired that needed something to do. 
when we got up into the 80s, Garden took a nosedive. So we had we had faced a lot of improvements in agriculture during the 60s and 70s. Agriculture had gotten a lot more efficient, and food prices had gotten really cheap. And during the 80s, nobody hardly gardened, took a nosedive. Everybody just went to it. So much easier to go to the grocery store and buy things. We were in the middle of a great economy. Everything was doing great, so we did not garden. 90s, we started seeing more people doing a different type of garden. We started seeing more urban gardening, container gardening, raised bed gardening kind of come on the scene during then. During all this time up until that, organics was kind of even not even a known word. Nobody even in the south, maybe in the north, a little bit knew what organics was. Organic was pretty much didn't even exist. But in the 90s, we started talking about organics a little bit. And we started seeing... Uh, Younger people garden in a different type of way with raised beds, container gardens. We started back gardening. Patio garden. We started gardening in the... Uh, About 1990. Yeah, somewhere there. We had a small garden before that, maybe just a little bit, mm -hmm. but it was poor. Then you built the raised beds. Then I built you the raised bed garden. Now we have a raised bed garden and an in-ground garden. But then in 2000, we started seeing a, a slight increase of more people gardening and more people gardening of different generations. And then after about 2010, we've seen a, a different transition of that. And then after last year, we've seen it even more. What we're seeing now to this day, we're still seeing a lot of older people garden, but we're seeing a, a younger generation getting out there gardening that, that really didn't understand or have the skill set that's trying to learn all that from whoever, the internet pretty much. So so a lot of the grandparents were maybe gone that you, you wish you'd picked up information from that you don't have that information source for me anymore. So you're having to lean on the internet to get that. So when we see that, we see that what we're trying to tell you is the wheel hoe, if you're going in ground, is one of those time-tested tools that has been around forever and that works. And that's the reason we brought it back and that's the reason it remains today. To one of our signature products. And the implements from the old Planet Junior work on our wheel hose. Yeah, so the manufacturing process has changed a little bit over a period of time, but what we did is we made improvements to it where we could, and there are certain manufacturing processes just like um, castings that are not readily as available as what they were back in the day. So we have changed the manufacturing process a little bit, but we feel like we have a superior product. Although that was a good product, what they made, mm -hmm. Especially for the time, we feel like we have a superior product today than what it was then. We made a couple of changes so that things work a little bit easier and better. So the wheel hoe, the single wheel hoe is our initial product. Mm -hmm. And that's what, to this day, remains one of our best sellers, that and the double wheel hoe. The double wheel hoe actually edges out the single wheel hoe a little bit. But over a period of time with hoss tools, mm -hmm. we have evolved. How about that? We've added a cedar. We've added a cedar, which was our... Our, one of our biggest tools that we added. Mm -hmm. We added pest control products. And then we have added seeds Seed. and we've added irrigation things. What we have done over a period of time is tried to evolve into a one-stop shop for you, the home gardener, to be able to come and get everything you need to be successful growing your garden. And growing your own food. And growing your own food. A couple, three years ago, we got into the seed business. The seed business has been good to us, but it does not, it's not the majority of our, our business, but it is growing substantially. And we're real proud of, of the offerings that we make there. We've probably got uh, probably 600 SKUs and we're adding a lot more as we speak. So we have a lot, more, a lot happening in the seed industry. It's an exciting business to be in. But we felt like to be able to offer you that full spectrum of seeds, tools, and supplies would be a benefit to you as the consumer. 
What you think about that? I think you've done well. Yeah. I think you proved me wrong. Yeah, I proved you wrong. Didn't I? <laughs> you did. Yeah. Sometimes skeptics uh, are out there, <clears throat> and uh, you kind of have to you kind of have to work through it. You know, it, it had been easy through times, and we don't necessarily do it for the money. We do it because we enjoy what we do. I mean, Sheila, what year did you retire? 2017. 2017. I don't think I retired. Well, you you, you changed from your job. Yeah. But you took a bigger, I mean, you help in business yeah. on a daily yeah. basis. So Wherever you need help, Sheila, yep. so-and-so's out yep. today. Yep. I need you to pack seed. Yeah, we kind of float around. We can. The thing about our business here is we can do about anything. I can go back here in the back of the warehouse and do any job out there. I may not want to, but I can go back there and do any job out there. And I think that's important as a a owner of a business to stay in touch with everything and be able to have a full understanding of what all the employees do. And then you have a appreciation for what they do as well. A deep appreciation. Yeah, we have anywhere from 15 to 20 people that work here at Hall Tools, and I can tell you we have got a wonderful, hard-working crew. And I never take one of them for granted because I know I can go back there and do their job, and I know exactly how important and how strenuous and stressful their job can be at times. And how many did we start with in 2009? In 2009, we started with just me and you, or just me. And then we added two. <coughs> we added two from there, and it was just kind of it's kind of went from there. Mm -hmm. So we we have some part time help, but to this day, we, it's, it's works anywhere from 15 to 20. Mm -hmm. So and and wonderful people, we're proud of every one of them. So that's kind of where we are now. One of the things that we do look at as far as product lines, bringing new products on, is we look at where people struggle with their gardening and whether you try to we try to bring in a product that will alleviate that that struggle so one of the things that we're looking at and that we're working on that and we have been working on for a few months now is bringing in a micro green line so you can grow your own greens indoors year round yep so we're working on that hopefully later this summer we'll have that product line out there for you and we're excited about that all right so let's just give everybody just a little bit of idea of exactly who we are Okay. So what are some of the things that we like to do? Fishing. Fishing. We love gardening because each one of us have our own garden. Mm -hmm. I have my raised beds and, and I my have, flowers. And I have my, my garden up here, which is more than flat. We do more trialing in my garden mm -hmm. and trialing new things and things like that. Animals. I love horses. We have horses, and uh, we've got 30 acres down the road that we keep our horses on. And uh, We have a horse that we ride and that pulls a wagon. Yeah. And Hubba Hubba. Don't and forget. we got our little donkey yeah. we call Hubba Hubba. And the grandchildren really enjoy him. So we're, we're those type of persons that are exactly like you. We live in a rural area. You know, we have a rural business. We live right beside the business here. So we enjoy garden, we enjoy preserving, canning. Canning. You do all that all the time. I think we did a show on that a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. I take a lot of that credit sometimes where yeah, I, you when, do. I, when I shouldn't. But we, I mean, you put up just tomatoes yesterday. Yesterday. So we do a lot of preserving around here and we enjoy what we do and we appreciate each one of y'all. And it is our desire to be able to continue to help you all be successful at growing your own food and being more sustainable on the homestead. And if you have any suggestions or any products you'd like to see, just put it in the comments and we'll see what we can do. Yep. All right, so I think that wraps us up. How about that? Sounds good. All right, folks, get out there. We hope we've inspired you a little bit. So get out there, get in that garden and get dirty. Get dirty. <laughs>